This podcast is being brought to you by the Healthy Lifestyles Program. 85% of Tennessee Valley Club members participated in a sport, fitness, or recreational activity for the past year. This includes 468 members participating in one of our cooking clubs. For more information, check out bgctmv.org. This is the IMBGC podcast, the voices of tomorrow heard today, a boys and girls clubs of the Tennessee Valley listening experience. This podcast aims to provide insightful information about the programs, staff members, and community partners that provide club members of Boys and Girls Club of Tennessee Valley with the tools to reach their full potential as productive, caring, responsible citizens. We'll have a revolving series of hosts pulling from industry leaders to serve as hosts and guests to keep things lively and interesting and make you wonder what's coming next. I'm Kelly Heyman from the Resource Development Team, filling in for Mr. Bart, who's in a meeting. Volunteering is defined as a voluntary act of an individual or group freely giving time and labor for community service. Many volunteers are specifically trained in the areas they work in, such as medicine, education, or emergency rescue. Others serve on an as-needed basis, such as in response to a natural disaster. Now, while I was doing research for this, I looked up, of all things, Wikipedia. And the verb of volunteering was first recorded in 1755. It was derived from the noun volunteer in, in 1600, or one who offers himself for military service from the middle French volunteer. In the non-military sense, the word was first recorded during the 1630s. The word volunteering has more recent usage, still predominantly military, coinciding with the phrase community service. This is the IMBGC podcast, The Voices of Tomorrow Heard Today, a Boys and Girls Clubs of the Tennessee Valley listening experience. Our next conversation centers around volunteering in nonprofits and its impact on the community. Now, you know, we, we represent the Boys and Girls Club of Tennessee Valley, and with me today is Katie Wright, who serves as the volunteer coordinator for the Boys and Girls Clubs of the Tennessee Valley. So, Katie, how are you doing today? Hey, Kelly, I'm doing great. How are you? You know, I'm not doing too bad. You know, the sun's out and I'm ready to enjoy the rest of our day. Yes, me too. So I want to start off talking and asking you this, but, you know, I'm going to start off the same way I ask all of our guests. Okay. How did you get started in the Boys and Girls Club of Tennessee Valley? Okay, well, Kelly, bear with me because I like to talk so I can, this can go either way, but I'm going to give you the short and sweet answer. Um, I originally started, was going to volunteer as a volunteer chaplain. Um, and then kind of ended up applying for a job and here I am. But it's not my first time in nonprofit um, in Knoxville. So I've been around probably a good 15 years or so in the nonprofit world. All right. So 15 years in the nonprofit world mm -hmm. here in East Tennessee. Yes. So you probably had a lot of mentors in those times. Is there anybody else that, that really just helped you say this is what I want to do with my life yes so um a little backstory on me I am a type 1 diabetic and I was diagnosed when I was 10 and had volunteers these teenage volunteers come in our room during clinic and ask if we wanted to do anything and in my little 10 year old brain I was like well what do you do and how can I do what you do um and so I was kind of older and all my friends um in school and so the volunteer program at Children's Hospital, East Tennessee Children's Hospital, you had to be 14 
and my birthday falls in the summer. And so when I applied, they kind of grandfathered me into the program. Um, and so I was 13 going on 14 when I started volunteering um, with Children's Hospital. And my second year volunteering, a new staff member came in named Cheryl Allman. And she became the director of volunteer services um, at East Tennessee Children's Hospital and absolutely changed my life. She showed me what it meant to be a leader, to serve, to really just pour your heart into something and be passionate about a cause and really truly make a difference in people's lives. And so um, ended up going to Johnson University, majoring in nonprofit business. And the goal was to eventually end up at Children's Hospital. Um, but the Lord and the universe just didn't see that fit. And so ended up working um, with Emerald Youth Foundation with middle and high schoolers for about four years. I uh, took some time off after that and then ended up here at Boys and Girls Club. So, okay. Yeah. Well, that's a very interesting backstory. And that sounds really awesome what she did for you. Mm -hmm. So you've been with the organization almost a year now. Almost in June, it'll be a year. Almost a year in June. Time flies when you're volunteering. <laughs> it does. <laughs> what it made does. you want to work for Boys and Girls Club in Tennessee Valley? The impact that it makes in this city and in the, around the, honestly, around the county. Um, when I met Bart and Kelly McFadden at a different um, event when I was with a company selling jewelry, and um, just the way they were and calm and the way Bart talked about what he did and what he loved, um, you know, working in a similar organization, um, you kind of knew what Boys and Girls Club did. You didn't really fully know what it did. And so I started doing some research, started talking to um, Kelly a little bit more and realized, oh, this is this is more than just what. I thought it was originally and just fell in love with the heart and the mission of what we do. Okay. So 22 clubs, mm -hmm. five counties. Yes. Probably at least 300 employees, give or take. Yeah. 1,600 kids a day. Yes. Going into those 22 clubs and five counties. Yes. How important is it for us to have volunteers at that level, working with our kids? It's essential. I think we could not keep doing our mission if we did not have volunteers because volunteers truly encourage the staff. They encourage the kids. They bring life into the clubs. And, you know, it's the end of school. Days are getting long. Kids are getting restless. And having that volunteer that comes in like once a week really helps those kids have a different person to lean on. Um, and it gives the staff a little bit of time to breathe and, you know, gives a kid another person in their corner. And that's what's truly the most impactful thing is that we are giving kids just that other cheering person for them. Okay. So you make this sound like a labor of love, and I know mm -hmm. it is for many volunteers, but I have to ask, are volunteers left alone with our club members? Absolutely not. No, okay. that is my number. I, that is my number one no. Um, because, um, the safety of our kids is at utmost importance. And so every volunteer over the age of 18 is fingerprint and background checked. And they go, they go through an interview with me 
then they go through orientation and another sit down with me and then one more with me at the club. So they give me a lot. Uh, but no, they are never left alone with club members because I will never put a kid at risk for that at all. Now, when we started researching for this particular podcast, I found some numbers that were just mind blowing to me and I want to share them with you. Okay. Over 1 billion people volunteer worldwide. Yeah. I mean, one billion people. It seems like that's almost as many people in the world. Like that number seems it like. It does. And, but when you think about it and put it on a smaller scale, that's, mm-hmm. that's you volunteering in your church. That's you yeah. volunteering at the local little league fields where your kids play sports. That's you volunteering, you know, in that nonprofit you love so much and care for. Mm-hmm. But it just, that's a lot of people volunteering. But when you break it down to Americans, one in four volunteers in America. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty cool when you when you see the numbers and see the impact of it. It is. It is. I mean, women are more likely than men to volunteer. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought that one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and most volunteers in the States are between 35 and 44 years old. Yeah, surprisingly, I thought it would be more of like the younger generation, high schoolers, um, college kids, because they have, they kind of have a little bit more time. Right. Um, but no, it's their, it's their parents and their grandparents that are retiring or close to retired or realize, hey, I'm just kind of sitting at home and I want to do something. Um, and are you seeing that trend here in the organization? I am probably. So we have close to 40 active volunteers since I started through a new process we've created. Um, Of those 40, I would have to say 25 of them are, or the majority of them are over the age of 35. Okay. Now, and you know, I didn't realize they also tie in people who give Mm -hmm. fundraising wise that in the U S and Canada alone, 38% 38% of people who donate, they donate between $100 and $999. Yeah. So between one and a thousand, basically. Right. So, so it's, it's, I think when people see the impact that they're doing um, by going to the clubs, getting to know these kids, building their relationships, seeing the needs that are in the club, then that pulls at their heartstrings and brings up than to give financially. So let's talk about your role as the volunteer coordinator. Okay. What exactly does a day look for like for you? And how are you impacting Boys and Girls Club with what you do? A typical day is meetings, emails, phone calls. Um, but it's also building relationships with club directors and with staff and seeing what they need in their club I'm always trying to talk to a club director or a club staff saying what do you need what can I support you with um because when volunteers are in the clubs more things can happen so a staff member can handle something with a parent or they can handle something with this child that's going on or they can say hey I really need this done um can we get a group to come out? And so my work has supported staff and it's also supported the clubs um, 
curb appeal. We've done some beautification projects. Um, so we've gotten a lot of guard raised beds planted, some raised gardens going in. Um, so it looks pretty on the outside, but it's doing some transformational work on the inside of the club. What are some of the clubs you've done that at recently? Um, we've done it at our Haslam Family Club. Um, we are working at our DeBusk Family Club um and just other clubs around the city that are wanting race beds and gardens and um that's really a huge um love of our club directors right now is getting our kids to learn how to grow their own food and cook their own meals well it's spring springtime yeah everybody wants a garden in the springtime yes it's summertime keeping that garden alive. yes exactly yes struggles with Okay, so National Volunteer Week was last week, I believe. Yes, it was. Yeah. You know, can you talk to me a little bit about what some of the things you did last week as far as volunteering? Yeah. And the your big culminary event, yeah. Yeah, so we, um, you know, I've been an event nonprofit for a while, so this was the first event I've planned solo from start to finish. So it was, How did you like it? I loved it. It was an undertaking. <laughs> it was stressful, but I loved it. <laughs> Did not realize what goes into event planning. I would not. Sometimes I look at my director. I'm like, okay, you you do the work. You do the work. Um, and um, I loved it. So we did a volunteer lunch and just really thanked lunch or thanked volunteers for what they do. Um, and really just wanted to make sure they felt like what they're doing matters. Um, because I've been in roles as a mentor for a small group high school girls, uh, middle school girls, and you feel like the work you do is not seen or it's not good enough or am I making a difference at all? Um, and the lunch was really for to encourage them that they are making a difference and that their work is important to the clubs. And so I had some volunteers and some board members talk about the importance of it, but also some club staff to talk about how important volunteers are to them and what they do in their daily work. That's phenomenal. How many people came to your lunch? Like close to 45 people attend. So I was very proud of that for the first time. So I was very proud. And this is going to become an annual event? Yes, it'll be an annual event. It will not be the same week as another event. It will be. I feel like that's a burn and hint to me since I missed your event last week. It, it, maybe it is. Maybe okay. I mean, I was out of town at a conference, I mean, but you know, I will do better. Yeah. So the scheduling will change next week, but it will be in <laughs> April. <laughs> Having a golf tournament on the same week. And, but we also had two volunteer projects the next day um, from Pilot that came out and they did some beautification work at Haslam and some work at our Middlebrook Club and just really helped organize some things and uh, build bikes. So we had some bikes donated to us. Um, that was, we were able to assemble and take over to our Northridge Club um, and it was really sweet. One of the kids that won actually had his bike stolen a few days before. Oh, no. So when he won his bike, he almost like broke down and cried. He was so excited. So that makes you do the work even more. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So you talked about gardening, mm -hmm. but I know that's not the only type of volunteer pro program or project no. you have. What is a typical volunteer going to do in our club? There are so, our club programming is so robust that there is a avenue for anyone that loves kids. 
um, if you love to read or if you're good in math and science. So there's um, reading, tutoring help, um, like academic homework support. So when kids come in, they have a time to finish their homework at the club. Um, you can help and sit in there and help them with their homework. Recreational games, so if you like sports, like leading fun games, um, there's a gym time, you can help with that. If you do love to garden, a lot of our clubs have gardening clubs, and you can kind of lead one of those. We have YAI, which is our arts program. If you love to sing or dance, there's that avenue as well. And I'll say, as a former director in Tennessee Valley, I always struggled having enough tutors in my homework areas. Um, you know, it was always a big help when I had a tutor in there mm -hmm. working with our staff to be able to work with all the kids in there. Because, I mean, you'd have like 20 some kids in the club in there and, you know, you just could never have enough hands or right. people moving around. And that's when I was running a program, too. That was one of my biggest things. Math and science is not my strong suit. I am a language history person. And so I had actually one of our club staff. Vanessa Askew, her dad was one of my volunteers. He works at um, Y12 and is great in math and science. And so every Tuesday and Thursday, he would come in and I would say, okay, if you have math homework, or if you have science homework, here's Mr. George, you need to go <laughs> sit with Mr. George and he will help you. And what was so great was it took a little bit, you know, because I think a lot of people are nervous, like I'm not smart enough. It's been forever since I was in school. My kids, you know, graduated 20 years ago, but once they start to know these kids and build that relationship, he would stop, he would call me and say, hey, um, how's so-and-so doing in math homework? I know I wasn't there last week. I'm going to be there today. Um, those relationships that were built really brought those volunteers coming back to keep doing what they were doing. And I want to throw this plug in right now, because I okay. know every time we take a tour of our Regal Teen Center up. I always mention it when we get to the education center. Mm -hmm. You know, we cannot have enough tutors, especially in specialized fields such as geometry, calculus, physics, right, Spanish, French. Then, so if you have a passion and want to volunteer, and you have a skill set in those areas, we would love to have you in our yes, center. Yes, please, absolutely. So, but there's different types of volunteering in the club. I mean, yes. there's, you know individual just calls you up and says i want to volunteer mm -hmm. to an hr department of a major corporation calling you up and saying i want to create a day yes you know what is the process for let's start with an individual and let's then go to a corporation okay so an individual they call me they want to volunteer once a week in the club um we set up a meeting, I get to know them, see, um, because we have 21 clubs in five different counties, it's always good for me to know where they live um, because I know people's lives are crazy. So if I can place them closer to their home, they're more likely to keep volunteering. Wait a second. So you're saying if I live in Maryville, mm -hmm. you don't want me to volunteer up in Rocky Top? Preferably not, no. Okay. Um, I would love for you to volunteer in your own community because that's where the change is gonna happen, is in your own community. Okay, so Mother Teresa said, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. And I think that starts in the home. And so a lot of people that wanna volunteer, try to keep them close to their home um, so that they can still have their home life and balance and still feel like they're making a difference in their community. Okay, so 
let's say my company needs to do some volunteer hours. So, okay. What would my process then be? So for companies, it's, it looks a little different because you're in, we categorize that as an event volunteer. So, um, say you live in Rocky Top and one of our Clinton clubs is throwing an end of school bash. Then I would set you up, give you all the details of the event. You let me know from your company who's coming. Um, and then you just kind of show up, you help for the day. Um, and then you just sign that you were here and that you left and that was kind of it. But the goal would be for you to keep coming back. We have this really cool program called Adopt a Club. So there's clubs, companies can basically adopt a club for a year. There's a financial aspect to it. Um, but then you get kind of first dibs on club events. You're first to know of when their back to school bash is, what they need help with. And so your company can really steerhead all these events and help with those. Who are some of your champions in the, as far as volunteering? Um, are you talking individual or like corporate? Let's say corporate. Uh, First Bank, um, huge champion of our The Best Family Club. TVA is a huge champion of our Regal and Haslam Clubs. Axel Logistics, um, huge champion of both Haslam and Regal. TIS Insurance, they're champions of Montgomery Village. Bank of America is with um, Vestal. And Clayton Holmes is with our Fort Craig and Ingleton Clubs of Miracle. I think you pretty much covered everybody. Everybody, everybody. everybody I, I, we're looking for some people up in uh, Clinton and Loudon and Lenore City. Would love to get some up there. Claiborne County. You see, I didn't even ask her this. She's just doing it. I love um, it. You know, we've got more clubs. Our Walter P. Club, our Western Heights Clubs, um, Northridge Crossing. We still have, we have 13 clubs that are supported through Adopt-A-Club and volunteers. So 13 of our 21 clubs are supported by volunteers, um, which means I'm still needing more volunteers for our other clubs. So I believe that is the official ask right there. That We're is. making the day of today's yes, podcast. It's my first official ask. Bridget will be proud. <laughs> All right, Miss Katie. So I just want to start off by saying thank you so much for coming on today and talking about a little bit about your program. We're looking forward to seeing what great stuff you do here in the future for Tennessee Valley and keep those volunteers coming in. Absolutely, Kelly. Thank you for having me. Um, and please reach out if you want to volunteer. And if you're interested in serving as a mentor for club members, Boys and Girls Clubs of the Tennessee Valley is always looking for club staff and volunteers. For more information, please go to bgctmv.org and check out the Get Involved tab. Or you can call Katie Wright on her office line at 865-232-1156. Thank you for joining us for the IMBGC podcast. Be sure to tune in for the next conversation with those individuals that are helping Boys and Girls Clubs of the Tennessee Valley Club members. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and share it with your friends and colleagues in the industry. Our only goal is to bring people together and share information with those that need it. Boys and Girls Clubs of the Tennessee Pro <laughs> Boys and Girls Clubs of the Tennessee Valley is proud to be the voice of the next generation of leaders in East Tennessee. For, for more information about us, visit bgctmv.org. That's bgctmv.org. This is the IMBGC podcast, the voices of tomorrow heard today, a Boys and Girls Clubs of the Tennessee Valley listening experience.
This is Behind the Blue Doors, the voices of tomorrow heard today, a Boys and Girls Clubs of the Tennessee Valley listening experience. Thank you for joining us for Behind the Blue Doors podcast. Be sure to tune in to our next conversation with those individuals that are helping make Boys and Girls Clubs of the Tennessee Valley members something special. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast too and share it with your friends and colleagues in your industry. Our only goal is to bring people together and share information with those that need it. Boys and Girls Clubs of the Tennessee Valley is proud to be the voice of the next generation of leaders in East Tennessee. For more information about us, visit bgctnv.org. That's bgctnv.org. This is Behind the Blue Doors, the voices of tomorrow heard today. A Boys and Girls Clubs of the Tennessee Valley listening experience.